for their hashtags. A dissection of pop culture past. With Eric Dallinger. And Carly Anna Billings. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Before There Were Hashtags podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Dallinger, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Miss Carliana Billings. Oh, hey, hi, hello, it's me. What the heck? And hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> hi, how are you? Hey. Oh, okay, Jeffree oh. Star. Canceled. I didn't need to. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Said a few too many bad things. <laughs> but not before I bought the backpack. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. I'm canceled now. <laughs> and of course, what? Do we have a what? third screen on our Zoom call again what? for Gaffman? I know. Oh, we are so blessed to have this guest this week. Someone who is absolutely not canceled by any means, shape, or form. Someone who is a dear friend who we love very much. The talented, the beautiful, the wonderful, the hilarious. Kelly Gorka, everybody. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Oh, my gosh. What an intro. (laughs) Well, how could we say anything less about such a wonderful performer like yourself? I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm finally here. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Bask in it. This is is this. Just bring it up. Kaylee, I, I just want to mention, I think the foundation of our friendship is a little bit of pop culture. Yeah, I think that you would be absolutely right in saying that. Because me and Kaylee, we did Theater Aquarius together and we were paired together for this scene from the, what was it, the, the play Moo? Yeah. Yeah. And then we were talking about, um, I think it was Easy A. And I sang Pocketful of Sunshine for you, all on one note, with my eyes closed. <laughs> In the wings, backstage, getting ready to go on stage. We'd been rehearsing together for like three weeks, and we'd just been like working on the text, whatever, like we weren't quite friends yet. And then Eric busts out this beautiful. <laughs> Not beautiful. Uh, stunning, unforgettable rendition of Pocketful of Sunshine. <laughs> swaying in the wings with your eyes closed and I was like oh my gosh this bitch is funny yeah good old Natasha Bedingfield so funny always there when we need her but it's like one of those like inception moments where you're like I was more singing it as Emma Stone singing it as Natasha Bedingfield yeah it's true very like me being Trixie Mattel being RuPaul is like my other favorite impression we love impressions of impressions it's always funnier with more layers yeah. <laughs> well, Kaylee, we're so excited to have you. And um, we'd like to start off by asking you, like, what is your love of pop culture? Like, what brought you to loving pop culture? Oh, my gosh. Is it, like, too much for me to say that it may have been Hilary Duff? <gasps> what? What? <gasps> what? What? Um, I mean, she was everything. Iconic. Really interesting. She is everything. She is everything. She really was everything. And maybe right before that, it might have been like the Olsen twins, because I feel like they were a really strong precursor to the Hilary Duff, um, Lizzie McGuire age. You were never like a Britney person before that? I, I was. I was. There's a lot of blondes to keep track of. (laughs) That's fair. So many options. (laughs) The the late 90s, early 2000s really was like the land of blondes. Yeah. So what about, what what was it about Hill that like drew you to her? Oh my gosh. Okay. What was it about Hill? It was, so it was Lizzie McGuire. I think that was, that was it. It was the fashion. Oh. The layers upon layers. Layers upon layers upon layers. Hair pieces, the little like the half arm things that she would wear. Yes. With Um, a tank top over top. Yeah. And sometimes hems were asymmetrical for no reason. Like so many asymmetrical hems. Just like. So many asymmetrical hems. (laughs) Denim where it should not be. Yeah, long like a hemp wedge was really in like a flip floppy hemp wedge. 
Oh, flip flops for life. A platform flip flop. Get yeah. me in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like every episode being like, well, you know, it's probably going to be a rerun. You know, you've, you've probably seen it before. Total. Oh, reliable. So, yeah. There's only two seasons. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like yeah. 45 episodes that just repeated themselves. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, at the top of the episode, you're like, I know all 18 of Liz McGuire's outfits that she's going to be wearing this episode. I know how many times she talks to Ethan Craft in this episode. And that's it, all I really needed to know. The only question you have that to is ask is, is it's before Miranda left or after Miranda left? <laughs> um, before yes most of them are before but she's randomly not in the last six episodes of the series that's right r.i.p miranda r.i.p miranda we miss her miss you every day miranda Do we know why that was and why she's not R- in the r.i.p randa i i actually i don't know I'm like, I'm going to look it up right now. Didn't she? Okay, this might be, I if it's really wrong, I'll cut it. But wasn't she, didn't she go to rehab? Like, wasn't that? I thought, she got a, I thought they were like shooting her own spinoff show. I Randa's own spinoff show. That mm. never happened. Like, she like filmed a pilot. She must have been crushed. She was doing concert tours with Radio Disney. Oh, interesting. That she had about right. right. Yeah. Good old Radio Disney. Good old Radio Disney just swooping in and stealing all the best things from us, but giving us <laughs> other things to love and stealing from Disney for Disney. <laughs> yeah, really uh taking to give, which is so funny. <laughs> Arguably. Wow. All right. Well, maybe that's our cue to get into our time machines to go back to the way back. And we do that by talking about current pop culture for five minutes. So I'm going to set five minutes on my timer, which I'm going to oh, do on, on the computer today because what? a wow. little different. We love to mix it up, switch it up, keep it funky, keep it fresh. Yeah, you know? keep it you funky. Hot, raw, funky, and fresh, as the Pussycat dolls would say. <laughs> That's right. That's us for sure. That should be the tagline of this podcast. Um, hot yeah. rock buggy yeah. and fresh yeah i think we should claim that for ourselves i think it's important that we do <laughs> well i mean i don't think they're coming back so we can take it well facts are facts no all right starting the timer in five four three two one well bad well, news everybody sean mendes and camila cabello broke up wow let's take a moment and just cry really moment it of really silence. is a moment moment of silence for this relationship he will no longer call her senorita it is so sad it is so sad they have two duets together oh wow because he knew what she did last summer that's right <laughs> <laughs> i think that camilla cabela is definitely going to have a moist chris moist what? All of her tears. <laughs> you know what's so funny an ocean of tears is, and this this might be like terrible, but he's like Canadian, so it's like there's these parallels between like him and Justin Bieber, and then her and Selena Gomez. Yeah, and I mean they didn't work out, so he just has to find her Haley. He has to find his own Haley Bieber. Which is ironic because he also dated Haley Bieber. Do you not find that whole thing just like a great tragedy? Yes. Like yes. when I spend too much time thinking about like Selena in all of that, I don't it like my stomach hurts. Yeah, I get like upset too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Well, in other pop culture news. <laughs> Kanye West has announced at a concert that he wants Kim Kardashian back. She's dating Pete Davidson. Okay, but is she though? No, because um, did you see also Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson on Jimmy Fallon? Did anyone see that? That was was also on SNL. I know. It was a moment. It was a lot of stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. My theory is that it was a big, a big old distraction from the tragedy that happened at 
the other Jenners, Kylie, Kylie yeah. Jenner's baby daddy's concert. Oh yes, Ooh, yes. yeah, yeah. People were like mauled to death. Yes, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so instead of directing the press, yeah, to direct the press away from that, let's look at Pete Davidson holding Kim Kim K's hand, like, <laughs> and also. Pete Davidson is famously like a friend of Kanye, which is interesting. Like yeah. They run in the same circles. He has a whole bit in his stand-up where he like bought Kanye's birthday dinner and didn't realize he was paying for it. Like it was, <laughs> it's very funny. I mean, I think, I think Pete Davidson's funny. I, I think he's a oh, me too. fun dude. Um, but yeah, but I, I, yeah, Miley and, and Pete, that's something I would be into that. They make something. sense though. Like Miley and Pete make sense to me. Like, I'm yeah. like that. I mean, it would also be a little strange because I think Miley's good friends with Ari, who's, of course, Pete's ex, but... Yeah, well, she's also good friends with Pete, though. So, they're just friends. That's fair, that's fair. But it's kind of like a little, fun little love or group, right? Because you have Pete with Kim, Machine Gun Kelly with uh, Megan Fox, who is really good friends with Kourtney Kardashian, is dating, mm. dating Travis Barker. So they're like There's a so little much. skinny white boy pop punk rap <laughs> trio, the three of them. I wonder how many tattoos collectively are in that trifecta. Wow. Oh, I, I don't know. Thousands. Scientists will never know. <laughs> well, it's, it's always changing. They're getting them removed, putting them back on. That's right. Wow. Well, they I even said that, like, Miley said that her and Pete got tattoos together that said, I'm a baby. They but got, then we, Pete got we babies. Yeah, Pete got we his babies. Yeah. What a bad friend. What a bad friend. And he didn't, and he didn't tell Miley either. She just one day was Smiley. like, she was like, hey, that's where your we babies tattoo is supposed to be. He well, was it's like, he had ads for clear water and they were getting them removed in the clear water ad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's where the wee baby. That's where the wee baby tattoo is. Is he getting that removed? Yeah. And then yeah, he was. He was. That's so funny. And of so course, funny. Billie Eilish hosted SNL, which Miley and Pete were both on. Totally. That's true. She did all right. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it wasn't bad either. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch, watch. most of it. And I didn't also hear either way how people felt about it so that always to me is like yeah i'm fine yeah for me to imagine billy eilish like being anything but billy eilish like i feel like billy eilish just shows up and is so like <gasps> oh, who cares it doesn't matter <laughs> finish your thought kaylee finish your thought <laughs> i think i made it i don't i don't remember it anymore <laughs> oh it's gone gone to the wind yeah that timer took away <laughs> Timer just erased my entire memory up to this point. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome. Well, this is before the rash day. Oh. I'm yeah. on the podcast. You're on the podcast. Yeah. Finally. Long time listener. Big time <laughs> fan. Oh, First time to call it. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about, we're talking about a Christmas classic today. La Sequa. Yeah. We, we hinted at it a little bit at the start of the podcast. Mm, but... And you also might have read the title. Or yeah. you read the description. Either or. Either or. Or if you're coming in blind, here you go. Wow, what a surprise. I love that you play, you know, roulette with your podcast. That's really fun. <laughs> we should you all imagine? be friends. <laughs> Just like scroll <laughs> blindly, press, and you're like, something's happening. <laughs> Just our shrill voices in your ear. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, that's Give me before more. Give me more of that shrill great, great. Voice. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the shriller voice, you. the more I listen. <laughs> well, I feel like anyone of, who watches Drag Race probably lives by that philosophy. I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not Kamora Hall. She didn't like <laughs> Elliot with 2T's voice because it was too gay. <laughs> oh, RIP. All right, Pete. He's canceled. Right. Elliot with two T's canceled. Bye. Bye. All right, Pete. <laughs> well, today we're talking about another shrill babe, someone who we love very, very much. Um, that we talked about earlier, and she's the Christmas queen in she our is. eyes. Move over, Mariah. The true Christmas queen <laughs> is here. 
It is, we are talking about Hillary's truly debut album, Down Santa Claus Lane. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I baby. Remember last Christmas Eve, something happened that I couldn't believe. I went for a walk <laughs> and the sun came, the snow came, not the sun, the snow <laughs> came down. When I woke, I was in a different town. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Down Santa Claus Lane. Yes. So <laughs> this is Down Santa Claus Lane. And it is actually the debut album of Miss Hillary Duff. Quick little background on Miss Hillary Duff in case you're like, my Hillary not my, my, I don't really know who she is. Um, and in case you're you must be 87 years old if you don't know who Hillary Duff is. That's why that, thank you for that listening voice. to this podcast. You're yeah, obviously cool as fuck. <laughs> right? You're an 87-year-old who we want to be friends. So Hillary Duff was born September 28th, 1987. She's an American actress, singer, and businesswoman, famous as a teen idol from the one, the only, as the titular herself, Lizzie McGuire. She's done tons of movies, tons of music, and today, of course. We see her as a Christmas queen. And so we're talking about her in a nice Christmas context. Mm-hmm. Yes. So talking about the, the Santa Claus Lane album, it was released October 15th, 2002. What a good time. What a good, good year. year. Good year. Good year. Good year. <laughs> you know what? I also realized you get Hill at Halloween with Casper Meets Wendy and you get Hill at Christmas with Santa Claus Lane. Honestly, not to mention also, um, do y'all remember the uh, Christmas Hillary Duff uh, episode from Lizzie McGuire where they had like an elf and there was the, the old people? Yeah, amazing. She's really giving. She's giving all the holidays. Okay, which one is not, is Frankie Muniz not in one of the Christmas specials of Lizzie McGuire? No, isn't it Aaron Carter's in the Christmas special? Okay. Or is which there two? There's one with Frankie I one think with there's- Aaron. There's two because there's also the one with um, where Steven Tyler is Santa. Does anyone else remember that? Yes. Yeah. In the parade. Just they have all Skinny the Santa and Steven Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Big names. Oh, and that's I why she's the Christmas queen. <laughs> she met Aaron Carter on Lizzie McGuire and then they started dating and then they broke up and then he started dating Lindsay Lohan and he was like, I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm going back to Hillary and yep. then dated Hillary. And then Hillary and Lindsay had a photo shoot with Mary Kate Olsen and Alexis Gladell, like that famous photo shoot for 17 magazine, Raven Simone's on it. And Hillary walks in with Aaron Carter on her arm in front of Lindsay. Drama. I remember this drama. I remember. <laughs> it goes like in, in order of importance of feuds, it's like Christina and Brittany. And then close second comes Lindsay and Hillary. (laughs) Are we all team Hillary or? I mean, I don't know. Like at the time, yes. But like, I love Hill, but I'm also like, I'm like rooting for Lindsay to get back. Like I'm like, Lindsay's acting again. And I'm like, yes, thanks. Lilo's in a Christmas movie this year. Like maybe she's coming for the Christmas queen. Yeah, she's coming for that title. So I don't know. I... I don't even, I, yeah, I feel like the popular consensus was Team Hill on that one, but. Um, Hillary was definitely aimed slightly younger in terms of fan bases. Mm, that's true. Because Lilo, as much as she was a Disney Channel star, she never had her own TV show. She was only on Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. Right. I mean, she is the parent trap, but yeah. Should we get to the she album? Is the <laughs> she is the parent yes. trap. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Time. Well, yes. So as previously stated, the album was released October 15th, 2002 under, can't read, you know me, I can't read, dyslexic over here. You got um, it, baby. Buena it. Buena Vista Records, which is, of course, like Disney's record. A- adult, adult, like distributor. Yeah, it's their, uh, yes, exactly. It's a more adult distributor. Not that this was an adult album at all, but, and it includes many classic Christmas songs, such as Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Jingle Bell Rock, Last Christmas, and Sleigh Ride. Truly, it has something for everybody in it. It, And it is brilliant. It debuted at number 
154 on the U.S. Hot Billboard 200. Sorry, not hot. U.S. Billboard 200. <laughs> hey, it, it started, was, baby. It made it in there. That's where it peaked. That's where it And it was certified gold. So that means it sold over 500,000 copies in the U.S. of A. And actually charted at 134 on the Japanese charts. Oh, she's big in Japan. She's they big love, in Japan. They love Christmas Queen Hilary Duff. Mm. Japan. Love it. Fun fact about Japan. Did you know that they eat Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas? That's like a Japanese uh, Christmas tradition. I did not know that. That's fun and cool. Mm. Fun, little, fun little fact for you. Oh my gosh. The whole country must wake up with a lot of severe indigestion the next day. <laughs> yeah, everyone must be severely unwell. But they had a nice time. A rough day. <laughs> You know what? Most people have a rough day the day after Christmas. So. That is the truth. <laughs> Whether it's from Kentucky Brad Chicken or the Prosecco. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. So just like a little background on this album. So in sort of like 2001-ish, you know, Hillary was gaining fame through her Disney Channel series, Lizzie McGuire. And then, so she was backstage at a Radio Disney concert. And she, because she was like, introducing people you know she's just like there to host be star power and she's she a saw, funny gal she's a personable gal. gal she's like this hugely popular like who didn't want you know to for hill to host like and she's so sweet and so they were she was like backstage and she she saw all the kids warming up you know she saw jesse mccartney doing his ah, thing Brilliant, right? Honestly, that's you just a so. Oh my gosh, taking me back. <laughs> Giving yes. it. Are you a Jesse McCartney fan? I liked that song and I liked his hair. His oh, hair was like really it. good. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of JBs before JBs. Yeah. Totally. Trailblazer. <laughs> and so she saw all these like kids warming up and she was like, hey, mom. That's what I want to do. I want to be the next Britney Spears. And Hilla said that she wanted a vocal career, a singing career, because she wanted to be Britney Spears. Okay. This is so interesting because I feel like all of this singing career stuff came from Hill. Like Hillary Duff was like a woman of her own mind and was like, I need, I want to move forward from being an actress. And she was, I feel like very intentional about pushing the singing thing on everybody. Well, I think it's important to note that like Hill really was the first, like you can look back and you can look at like JT, Christina and Brittany as like sort of templates, but all three of them never signed to Disney as vocal artists. Like they all like, Christina signed with Interscope. I believe Brittany and Justin signed with Jive. So they were never like, they were never Disney stars past the Mickey Mouse Club. Disney has not like projected Brittany's career. Hillary really is the first of the, the Demi Lovato's, the Miley Cyrus's, the Selena Gomez's, where it was like Disney took her and like worked her entire career or at least her whole 2000s career. Yeah. And, and beyond. She's also the first like big time wholesome like entertainer in that way too, where like because she had this like Liz McGuire vibe mm-hmm. um, and Disney had her signed to their label, they could be like, mm, we're going to do like your, your first album is going to be a Christmas album and it's going to be all this music. That's fun and great and amazing, but it's not going to be like, you know, anything beyond that it's going to be for a young audience yeah and so she meets like um her future manager at the time andre andre rake i hope i'm pronouncing it right i apologize if i'm not and so he this is his quote when i met hillary i knew she had something special sometimes you just have that feeling that wow she's a star she's a star star, baby Yeah, and she told him that she was, like, interested in becoming a singer and that he was like, yeah, like, we can do that for you. And so Disney actually, because of course, as, like, previously said, Hillary was really, like, the first 
actress turned singer in a while that Disney had had, and they weren't quite sure how to do this. So they started her off like really simple. So this album included is sort of part of that trial basis. So they like put her on appearances of like the soundtrack of Lizzie McGuire. She would also eventually sing songs for the Disney, for the Lizzie McGuire movie. She also recorded the Tiki 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 Room for the Disney Mania, uh, the Disney Mania CD. And then so sort of her final test to be like, can she do it? Can she sell was this album, this Christmas album. Ooh, ooh, love it. And her quote as when she found out that she was going to do this is, I really loved singing these songs. It was a lot of hard work, but also super fun. It was like Christmas had come early. Oh my gosh, come on. How cute can you get? I know she couldn't be cuter. Call her a button because she's cute. Is cute. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's talk about some of these songs on the track list. I think we should. I really think we should. (laughs) Kaylee, are there any songs that, like, really resonate with you? Um, you might want to cut my (laughs) throat throat clear. (laughs) No, we're keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) Calling my agent. (laughs) Um, yeah, well, okay. I will say that there were moments where I felt happy. There were moments where I felt confused. There were moments where I felt intrigued. I think that um, I think that what I really enjoy, one of the things I enjoy most about this is the sort of like rock tilt to it. Yes. Right off the intro, it's okay. like, you know, it right off like, track number one you get some like that guitar and like a little bit of like a a heavier like drum fill and you're like oh I think we might be here to rock to rock a little bit yeah you're like oh we're rocking Christmas okay we're rocking Christmas did record jingle bell rock (laughs) it makes more sense um I need to it might be honestly too soon we just might not be ready to talk about this yet um the track with the baby voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's jump in. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's do it. So who is that? <laughs> Sorry, which track is this? I listened to it. I know I'm finding it. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Wonderful Christmas time. Oh, now I have to re-listen to it. That's yeah, so fun. It's, it's the last song on the album, right? Yeah. That's yeah. back on the album. Right, right. No, I have no clue who this baby voice is. It's the baby voice. And I got to know who it is. <laughs> if, if you you're know the baby, who voice, the baby voice, if you're please listening come right now, baby voice, <laughs> send us an email or DM us on Instagram. Because we would love to know who you know. are. Yeah, important. Yeah. Um, and then there's a really rocking guitar solo on that track as well. And I just think like, I want to know, I just feel like Hillary must have felt so kind of cool to be making this like kind of heavier sounding album and being a rocking chick. Right. Doing a rocking feels so good. Yeah. And she was singing Paul McCartney's music. Iconic. Yeah. Because of course, Wonderful Christmas Time is written by... The one and only Paul McCartney. How could we forget? How oh, could we never. forget? It's Paul. George yeah. Michael. She covers George Michael. Last Christmas was, of course, from my George Michael. Wham. Yeah, totally. Honestly, uh, they're all iconic covers. Like they're they're some of your favorite Christmas classics. But yeah, like uh, Kaylee said, with like a bit of a rock hill twist, which is kind of freaking cool as hell. I actually really like her version of Sleigh Ride. Like. I've been jamming to it because I've been teaching dance and sort of, you know, multitasking. So I put on this album to teach dance too, because it's Christmas music and the love kids, it. it's, it resonates with them. They love it. 
he'll just sweet angelic voice simply yeah. having a wonderful christmas time well that i i was listening to it and i was like oh she's so freaking cute like she's just so adorable and in my head this was like 11 year old hillary duff because she has that little voice but she was actually like i mean by the time the album was released she was like 16 yeah yeah so you know a woman of her own a woman of her own a woman of her own totally but yeah still has this like little kid energy and like marketing to her which is really interesting and so the the title track santa uh santa claus lane is the first album it's the first song on the album and it was written by the one and only matthew gerard matthew gerard would go on to write many of hits that you would recognize this includes the best of both worlds by miley cyrus iconic iconic another iconic both iconic he would also write Why Not by <gasps> Take Hillary a crazy chance. Why not, Why not do a crazy dance? So he was like a real Disney producer. He also wrote This Is My Time by Raven Simone. But okay. he also wrote uh, Break Away by Kelly Clarkson. Wow. All these heavy under- hitters. And Underneath by Jessica Simpson. Wow. So. Yeah, oh, he wrote basically all of the Cheetah Girls rap. Also wrote a lot of Christmas songs for the Cheetah Girls, including Five More Days Till Christmas, The Perfect Christmas, A Cheetah-licious Christmas, and Christmas in California. Not a Cheetah-licious Christmas. Cheetah-licious. Cheetah-licious. like Cheeto-licious. <laughs> and Matthew right. Also, guys, we have performed his work because he wrote, We're All in This Together from High School Musical. Stop. That's, that's what too much. time is it from high school musical two what time is it christmas time thank you for asking <laughs> so the audience knows wow. kaylee and carly and i performed at theater aquarius in high school musical in their professional production when we were all in high school main that's stage true. baby and if you go back to i think our second episode i asked kaylee if she got paid for it live on the podcast (laughs) yeah and then i texted eric i texted you at like two in the morning when i was looking at it being like yes i did because me we're not paid in the ensemble yeah because it was everybody but the ensemble was being paid and it's so funny (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, that's that's Matthew Gerard, who is the head writer of Down Santa Claus Lane, also written by Charlie Midnight, Bridget Benedict, and Jay Landers. Wow, says. Yeah. Charlie Midnight wrote Welcome to Burlesque from the film Burlesque, sung by Cher. Oh, how could we forget about Cher? Never. Wrote with uh, Joni Mitchell, How Do You Stop? And has written Christmas songs like This Year by Christina Aguilera. Mm. Mm. A little bit of so, everything. I mean, it's just to say that, like, I think, you know, we're kind of making jokes on this, that this is kind of a vapid, silly album. But you know what? It had real people behind it that have done big work. And, you know, it kind of just goes to show that sometimes we dismiss things that are performed and created for and enjoyed by teenage girls because of the patriarchy. Bringing feminist theory into this. Love. Love. Bring it around town. And you know, I still enjoy this album to this day. Like, you know, it's fun. It's stupid. I mean, what's not to like? It has- It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It has duets. Haley's on there. Like, Lil Romeo. Like- Oh my God, fun fact. Hillary and Romeo, little Romeo, hadn't met before recording. Like they didn't meet while recording this song because they recorded it in separate studios. Oh, so in their first time oh meeting, it, meeting was performing it live. That's incredible. That's incredible. And did they date? I don't think so. I hope they did, but I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. Yeah. We can what dream. A story. Yeah. Yes. I- Okay, there, no, you go. You probably no, have, you have go. information. No, you, you say 
It's you are the guest, Kaylee. Speak, yeah, you give it to friend. us. Well, okay, Santa Claus Lane. So I'm like revisiting this album and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, did I spend that much time with it? I don't know. Like I loved Lizzie McGuire. Um, but when it came to like vocalists, I was like very much a Christina Aguilera girl. Like always mm. forever. Totally, totally. I just wanted those riffs and I wanted that like jobrado forever. Jobrado all day every day. Absolutely. Anything but the melody, baby. Totally. And you know, Hill is all melody. <laughs> Hill has no jobrado. All melody, no vibrato. None. Zero. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Hill sees the notes on the page and she sings them. She does <laughs> not add anything to them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah, like, we have to break down the vocal technique, the approach vocally <laughs> to this work is like, we have to get there. But Santa You're Claus talking Lane. to vocal pedagogy and I'm obsessed. <laughs> go, go. Give us our vocal pedagogy. <laughs> straight toning for Jesus in our, is our Chris, Christmas wish. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, that's what the people want now. <laughs> Go to an audition, they tell me no, no vibrato. Yes. That would have been awesome. That's true. <laughs> so Santa Claus Lane comes on though. And from this deep, deep place within me, I knew every single word. Incredible. I knew every word to the song. It just came on and I like, I like probably went like dead face, glossy eyed and was, and just knew the whole song. Whole thing. Yeah. It like it's channeled you. through you. Yeah. I'm obsessed. The only thing almost as good as this is knowing you know all the words, but not knowing you know any of the words and then it happening and you knowing every word is probably the best outcome of anything. Yeah, like that. Just like, oh, this is part of me. Yeah. You're like, oh, it, it's in there. Never mind. <laughs> it's so good. It's so you know funny. what I also think is so funny about this album is that now you can like you can get it on Spotify and Apple Music, but if you want to listen to either of the duets, so tell me a story with Little Romeo, as well mm. as Santa on the Radio with Christina Milian, you have to buy the album. You can't listen to those songs, but you can't stream them. They so are juicy. on YouTube, but you you have to buy them. They are album exclusives. I love that. <laughs> also, she has a duet with Christina Milian on this album. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can't forget about that. Yeah. And what what are some of Christina Milian's fam- biggest hits? Take it low, pick it up slow, roll it all around, take it back, take it back, boy. Drop, drop, drop that thing. I'ma teach you how to make a man say, ooh. Was that video not like the dirtiest? Yeah, she's like rolling around in like black tar at one point. Yes. And she sings a duet with our, our Christmas sweet. queen. Our, our Christmas yeah. queen. Star Christmas angel atop the tree. Sweet baby Christmas yeah. angel. Wrapped in <laughs> a bundle up. in a manger. Yeah. And they sing that. It's the weirdest song. It really is. They are singing about Santa Claus being a radio DJ. <laughs> Obsessed. I love that so much. <laughs> I feel like the early 2000s, looking back, feels like a time where anything was possible like at, like everyone was like y2k is definitely gonna happen we've run out of ideas the end and then it didn't happen and everyone went well might as well just try anything and everything and Santa's as a dj <laughs> and how better exemplified than on this record like that is yeah. how i feel listening to this record i'm just like i just feel like the producers are like turning up knobs and dials turning other things down like you know, they know a guy named like whatever, like Slater, who like plays guitar. My buddy's like, my buddy Slater. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, we're gonna bring Slater in and play guitar on this track. Hillary, Hillary like recorded. I heard Santa on the radio, and the producers were like, you know what, the song could use that girl that sings about drop it low, pick it up slow. They're like, that's it. That's the girl that needs to be on this track with Hillary. That's yeah they'll be like, like remember that one video we saw of that girl it's completely not our vibe but we need to bring her in we just need to try it out you know we're just trying things we're just we're just seeing where it goes yeah, and they said that. yes to everything yeah <laughs> that's how i feel like that i just want to yeah. be in that room i want to be sitting with them all i want to yes. take a time machine 
go back and just like watch all those decisions being made because yeah, yeah I just feel like it was yes to everything yeah it was it's like so we have these artists that can come in for a duet um uh, which ones would you want and they just went yes <laughs> yes um so would you would you, would you like Haley? would you like little Romeo would you like yes <laughs> yes like do you want it to be sweet do you want it to be rock do you want it to, yes yes <laughs> Is Santa a DJ? Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> well, my favorite thing is on tell me a story. Like Hillary basically sings the same line over and over and over again. <laughs> she, she literally sounds like a, like a video how, like just like singing like the little chorus. Yes. No variations sticking to that melody. So loyal to the melody. Oh my God. Oh. Hill is so loyal. That she is, is exactly she, she is, the perfect descriptor for her. Yep. She's even Sondheim's dream. Like she's not deviating from that melody. She's on it. She'll stay there. Yep. She, yeah. Ask her to go anywhere else. She'll say, I can't. <laughs> so I, I want to mention this just once again, talking about the amazing writers that were on this album. So Tell Me a Story with Little Romeo was written by, well, one of the writers was Chico Bennett. And he would also write Don't Cry and Body Ache for Britney Spears. He Ooh. would write, he was on the writing team for Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Rah, rah. Wow. He, um, I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Wow. He's really out here giving him. Stick with you by the Pussy Cat Dolls. He is he's he's given all the heavy hitters. And basically wrote Mm. Hillary Duff's discography because he wrote Never Stop Dignity Between You and Me, Happy Outside of You, Any Other Day, I Am, Party Up, Jericho, Anywhere But Here, The Little Voice metamorphosis why not and what dreams are made of for <gasps> hillary duff oh wow um, i mean i also just want to preference like or say that he was a writer on these songs not that he was the sole writer because we all know most of these most songs now have like 10 writers to them but all he was on i them. to know is is he responsible for the part in what dreams are made of that goes dreams it's the best part the best part where the voice completely shifts (laughs) my thing is that the voice changes it's two it's two voices (laughs) and then completely different voice dreams back to hillary it's the best. It's the only thing I ever think about. It's the last thing I think about when I go to bed at night and the first thing I think when I wake up. Like, it's everything to me. Yeah, oh. when everything goes quiet. Yeah. Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. He was on the writing team for Bootylicious by <laughs> Destiny's Child. Oh, my God. Chico Bennett. Did he, did he help out with Fergalicious? That's my question. <laughs> mm. Oh, good old Fergalicious. <laughs> delicious <laughs> definition make the voice go loco i feel like that's another can of worms yeah that's too much like that's too much. a big old can of worms can we just talk about fergie doing cartwheels while singing <laughs> can we just talk about fergie in the national anthem can we just talk about fergie for a hot second i was <laughs> just watching this two days ago like best yes. fergie and the banner red wet eh, eh. Hey. What? <laughs> Sir! Oh basketball! <laughs> <laughs> now that's someone who has no respect for the melody. No respect. <laughs> no respect at all. No respect at all. <laughs> I feel it's like, it's like Hillary is like lawful good and Christina is like chaotic good. And then Fergie is like chaotic evil. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. It's too too much. Yeah, but but Hill really is lawful good and always. Yeah, totally. She stayed on that path. She's just so sweet and so like, yeah wholesome mm-hmm. and good and just like 
makes fun cute things and mm-hmm. you know like the world yeah. needs more fun cute things i agree there's nothing wrong with fun cute things oh i love that wholesome content like earnest just like yeah mm-hmm. i just want to wash my face with it i want to wash my face <laughs> with the entire album yes mm-hmm. Now, the fun thing about this album, too, is that there is a reissue a year later where she added a new song called When the Snow Comes Down in Tinseltown. Oh, not And they used that song in the Santa Claus, too. What? Is that the one that Aaron Carter is in? No. Aaron Carter's in the Santa Claus, too? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> is he is he Santa Claus and is he a DJ? That's what I really want to know. Because <laughs> I feel like if Aaron Carter played Santa, he would have to be a DJ. You'd have to be the DJ. Have to be DJ. Like what what other job would there be for Aaron Carter Santa? What is other that... job is there currently for Aaron Carter? Period. Oh. Period. <laughs> <laughs> the Carters really could be an episode. Like they are an intense family. Yes. Remember that reality show? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's five of them. There's five siblings. Wow. My very first concert ever was an Aaron Carter concert. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I had, my I had a t-shirt and everything. Yeah. My well, my first concert was Hillary Duff. Oh. <laughs> Three he themes. And my second concert was also Hillary Duff. <gasps> oh so my gosh, three themes. <laughs> I loved her. I it's really scary. did. Yeah. I had a wall, like, so I had posters all over my wall and I called it the wall of dust. <gasps> That's I loved so her that cute. Much. That's really cute. I really loved her in, like, I, again, I, I keep saying this, but I really loved her as Lizzie McGuire. Like that was it. But then when she got, when she like veered into vocal territory um, was when at that age for me, she lost me. But now that I'm coming back to it, like, I'm like, yes, this is what Christmas should be. Yes. I totally Sticking to the melody and that's it. Sticking to the melody, do not stray. <laughs> No. And don't you don't need all the extra stuff. No, because we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with Christmas, but can we talk about the time Hillary Duff ended homophobia? What? What time you haven't, this? Seen, you haven't seen this PSI? No, no. It's, <laughs> it's this PSA with Hillary Duff. And she's shopping and there's these two girls and they, they're like trying on this shirt and the shirt looks like a dress, just like it's, or a skirt. And the one girl goes, does this look cute? And the other girl goes, no, it's so gay. You shouldn't wear it. It's totally gay. And Hillary Duff turns around and goes, you know, when you say that's so gay, like that's not what you mean. It's kind of like saying that is totally girl wearing a shirt, uh, wearing a skirt as a top. And then goes, then Hillary Duff goes, when you say that's okay, do you realize what you say? <laughs> okay, this is not ringing a bell oh deep, my God. deep inside my heart as well. Was this, like, did it air on Family Channel? Was it a commercial? No, it was like a full PSA. It was like after Lizzie McGuire. Like, this is, like, Hillary Duff is like a 22-year-old. Okay. Where did they show, like, where was it shown? Like, on TV? TV. I'm gonna like it's, share it's my now, screen. It's now a meme. It must be. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry, listeners, because we're not gonna be able to. Well, maybe we, maybe we could play the audio. I don't know. I don't really care. We make it, <laughs> it but I don't care. I don't really care. Um, hold on. I love that we're just in the like Hillary Duff canon now. Oh, oh yeah. It was, we were bound to slip it. into it. Yeah. We yeah. We can't not. We can't not because you know what? There's no. She's squeaky clean, right? Like she is her sweet, wholesome baby girl. And I mean, her, I mean, her video was edited one time for being too sexual for Reach Out. Wow. I'm a true fan. Yeah, you really are. I know everything. I love her. Gosh, I love that. I also love her, her moped. I'm just looking at the album art right now. She like took her moped to 
the North Pole. Yes, of course. Oh my God, she totally yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, right to Santa Claus Lane. And there's a there's a present. Like, I only assume she tossed it in the air <laughs> um, because there's presents beside her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just says her name in the stars, amongst the stars, because she is one. She's oh, also wearing sweet. this like chunky sweater, but her slight midriff is showing, which I'm obsessed with. I know. It's so cute. It makes so me cute. Think maybe a low rise jean comeback may not be so bad. Yeah, like if this is what low-rise jeans can do, then maybe it'll be fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just throw a chunky crap sweater. <laughs> yes. Balance it out. And a big ass belt. Yes. Though I am concerned for her um because she's not wearing a coat and it, there's clearly snow on the ground just nearby the pole, though. I do see that. Yeah. So, um, though you can see the skyline of a city in the background, I can only assume it's probably downtown LA at the time. <laughs> um, so maybe she doesn't even need a sweater at all. Maybe it's like, you know, bathing suit weather in our it brain. Might just be ba- it might just be bathing suit weather. Yeah. It's and so really she's overdressed. Yeah, it's really, it's really nighttime in this. In this it's really nighttime. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. That's the beauty. The That's beauty of it. the mystery. We love a little mystery. We do, and she's got that brooch on. That is very cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's really yeah, mouth agape. She's giving it. She's giving <laughs> yeah, it. she is. Okay. Well, we will just move on from that because. <laughs> it's in the chat you can all watch it on your own yeah and and we will yeah, yeah. and we'll also share it to the instagram because why not yeah take a crazy chance taking a stand against homophobia yeah so thank you uh, to queen hill for ending um homophobia single-handedly it's really wonderful. And I don't think she gets enough credit for it. So I agree. I mean, you know, the work that she does. Specifically this ad, you know, it was groundbreaking. Really groundbreaking, yeah. really important. One of a kind, never been done before. Um, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, breathtaking, you know. Just... Perfect <laughs> model. Yeah, she really raised her voice. She really raised her voice. Well, then, right. oh, I mean, can we touch on that as well? <laughs> Why not? Let's Why do it. not? <laughs> no, I know. I used to know it. I used to like would do it. It's so funny. Yeah, I was never really a raise your voice gal. I was a two over the dozen gal for sure. But oh gosh, because come on, Steve Martin and the whole crew, like comedy gold, comedy gold, comedy gold, comedy gold. So. But oh, also, raise your voice. Accidental yeah, comedy gold. This, <laughs> this is what I... <laughs> I just feel like Hilary Duff came to a point in her career where she was like, no, I want to be seen as a singer. I'm yeah. a vocalist. Yeah. I want to like, do... Music first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then even like in, you know, this huge plot feature of the Lizzie McGuire movie is her be- like trading places with this famous singer. Yeah, sing to me, Paola. Like it's a sing whole thing. Yeah. spot on. It like changes as it goes. Why is that correct? Why is that absolutely correct? And that's her key. That is your key. That is in the original key as written. <laughs> oh well. And it's also clear that they changed the voice halfway through. Like it starts off as her and then it's somebody else and then it's her again. Why does that always happen with Hillary Duff's vocals? It's Hillary and Zach. Zach also it happened to an high school musical. That's true. That's they, don't, true. they don't let them sing. No. They say you need to not raise your voice. No. <laughs> you need to lower it, in fact. And what is she studying? Like, is her is she studying like is a classical voice her major? Isn't it? 
It's something like that for sure. It's like boys are singing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> when she gets funky. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. And Aiden from Sex in the City is her teacher, right? That's right. Yeah. Ian Miller. Oh, Ian Miller. That is a good that yeah. I I want that world to collide. And it's yeah. the same guy that's in yeah. What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. Oh. Interest. I don't know his name. Oh, but. that's right. Uh, oh, I forgot movie. about that movie. That's a great movie. Can I read you some of the critical reception for Down Santa Claus Lane to go? Back on our vocal Christmas track. We're losing it. <laughs> so Amazon Music wrote that it adds very little to the holiday music canon. <laughs> so, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> It adds variety. Thank you very much. It was also written in the New York Times as a joke, saying that it was a concept album loosely based and inspired by Saint Nicholas of the 14th century Bishop of Myra. Yes, <laughs> yes I read that too. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so but, funny. Uh, it was also given a positive review in the Daily Vault, saying that it proves, the, sorry, here, here's the direct quote does show that there is a voice behind the pretty young face, even if this is a strange place to start one's recording career. <laughs> Giving it a B minus. All music Aww. gave it three out of five stars and the Daily Vault gave it a B minus. So like mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. Definitely can't agree. It's a weird place to start your uh, music career. Yeah. But I Though- will say well, me a welcome, my, a welcome place, a weird yeah, place. Me and, me and my cousin Ashley got hours of enjoyment out of this album on <laughs> Boxing Day. She got it for Christmas and we listened oh. to it on repeat and we loved it. Incredible. And you know what? Hillary did not let that B minus stop her from continuing to make music. And no, Metamorphosis went three times platinum incredible so if anything is taken from from this conversation today i think it should just be you know don't give up and letter grades aren't everything <laughs> letter grades are don't mean shit yeah. um make sure that you just stick to the melody and have a nice time the end yeah. <laughs> like, that's what we all need to remember yeah <laughs> i think I and that's Santa is a dj Hillary Santa's a DJ, let's not forget. Santa's a DJ. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, why don't we, at this point, switch to our pop picks to finish this episode off? Ooh, ooh. love that for us. All right, Miss Kaylee, do you have any pop picks? What do you recommend? What should we be listening to? (gasps) Or watching or taking in or enjoying? I think that you should be watching. um, Just type in Fergie. (laughs) <laughs> walk over five whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> gift what a gift what a gift <laughs> carly what are you uh consuming in the pop media landscape hmm, what am i consuming in the pop media landscape well i just finished a this is not at all christmas in the christmas spirit some might say I'm stuck in the Halloween spirit, but I just finished watching um, the first and second seasons of Why Women Kill, which is a really like it's a, a dark comedy TV show. Um, it's pretty silly and good and weird and great. And I really liked it. I thought it was very cool. The first season, I really liked the structure and the storytelling. And the second season, I don't know if I love the structure. It was very different, but it was still fine and good. So nice yeah but if i had to pick a christmas thing i just would pick eggnog oh fun same (laughs) yeah let's all have some eggnog Mm -hmm. festive festive vibes creamier the better yes Mm, delicious (laughs) eric what's your pop picks uh my pop picks i have two um i gotta love hey sis it's christmas uk (laughs) UK RuPaul's Drag Race. It's okay. pretty good. Elevate's verse is pretty awesome. And then also in RuPaul land, we have The Bitch That Stole Christmas on Crave, which is RuPaul's Christmas movie that just came out. 
How is it? It's bad, but it's good. Like, it, yeah. it's like what you want. Yeah. It, right. I, I can't tell if they purposely made it like a Hallmark movie. Like, they have all the Hallmark tropes. Like, that's like what they're, they're going for? It was a parody, or they just were like, it's a made-for-TV movie, so it has to have these tropes in it. Like, I can't tell. Yeah, you don't know if it's a parody or not. But you can tell, that's, like, that's RuPaul, like, wouldn't film with some of these girls or, like, wasn't available to film because there's so much green screen in true Drag Race fashion. There's so much green screen. You're like... Marvelous. And, like, they'll have, like, a long shot and you'd be like, RuPaul's not in that scene. Like... <laughs> RuPaul's not RuPaul's not even here we've never well, even met her you can tell that they like purposely hid the RuPaul character behind the Christmas tree because he's not there he Ru's was not green screened in on his ranch fracking away sitting yeah. on that oil fracking away <laughs> it's a merry fracking Christmas but That's what I will say is that J- James Mans- Man- J- James the- Mansfield the- James Mansfield a huge part in it like she's like so it's like so nice that like an early out got like a huge part in this movie and Jan has a huge part so oh two of my faves the four main characters the three like the four main drag queen characters are like Brooklyn Heights Jan Ginger Minj and uh James Mansfield wow that's a good group group. three out of four I absolutely adore and the Canadian that you don't like. And, and then Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> you don't fine. like Brooklyn Heights? I just, I don't dislike Brooklyn Heights. I just like don't get it. And I hate that she's the queen of the North. I'm like, you're, no, like you're just one, one lady. Anyways. Yeah, I hear that. No, I love, I would watch Brooklyn Heights dance forever. Do I need oh. to see anything else from Brooklyn Heights? No. That's fair. That's how I feel about Brooklyn Heights. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I think I just didn't have any feelings about her before Canada's Drag Race. And then now I have too many feelings about her because of Canada's Drag Race. I haven't watched Canada's Drag Race. I watched her season. Mm. Um, yeah. And was like fine about, fine about yeah. her. I mean, she really was very bad on Smash Game. And then when she did her final lip sync, I was like, of course you're doing point. But like, unfortunately, we it's all- terrible for this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we know that you can do that and it just doesn't work for her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for everything. Doesn't work no. for everything. Yeah, her season was a season I only watched half of because I just got fed up with watching Drag Race. I got un- undrag raced for a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, it came- space. Oh, it's yeah. been like there's yeah. so much. Yeah, though, and maybe this is a third pop pick. I watched, uh, started watching the Paramount Plus competition TV show queen of the universe which is a drag singing competition it's drag drag queens drag performers singing and they're competing as singers and performers and trixie's the the, trixie's one of the judges michelle visage is one of the judges uh leona lewis is a judge vanessa williams is the other judge Uh, graham norton hosts it yeah it's pretty wild great Mm mm-hmm I was like, as if I need more drag things, but I don't know. I know. Before we go, I just want to make a little amendment to our Ava Crone episode. Um, Patty, this is for Luke. Patty Lapone was in the London production and Glenn Close was in the Los Angeles production. It was reversed. Just saying, I amended it. <laughs> well, we love semantics and specifics on this podcast. We're nothing if not specific at all times so it's true we're known for our specificity about to bring it back to patty lapone playing amy barone that because that track fucked her voice so badly you can actually hear it a little bit in the london recording of les mis i think probably yeah probably like you can just hear a bit of the like inflammation and like damage how unwell she is vocally yeah well it wouldn't be the first time that a leading lady role royally fucked up a gal's vocals for yeah. a long time so and it won't certainly be the last for, unfortunately adele dazim and with that 
adieu kelly thank you so much for joining us this has been a joy having you so much for having me it was so fun to share a laugh with you all and talk about sweet baby hill i'm gonna go to bed with a smile on my face thinking about her adorable white sweater that she wears on the album mark yes yes i'm such huge fans of you both and i really appreciate you um inviting me to be a guest on your podcast Well, anytime i love, love every episode you're the best we're such fans of you so so the love is all very much mutual my friend right. we love you all okay. right you guys <laughs> we're gonna say goodbye to our listeners thank you so much for joining us this has been the before your before there were hashtags podcast and kelly where can people find you yeah um you can find me on instagram i do a lot of flower stuff on instagram yeah but like that's sort of where i share personal stuff too because just like where all my attention goes um little flower dot floral uh that's the best probably the best place to find me but if you don't like flowers not the not the not the one for you who doesn't like flowers there are some flower haters out there and that's okay because they die and that can be uncomfortable people yeah and so if that's not for you then don't subscribe like and subscribe but also if it's you what the heck get over there Kelly is incredible at flowers and incredible at everything and you just dropped some new merch correct yeah i have merch sweaters and crew necks and hats hell yeah hell yeah merry merchmas merry Merry merchmas so there needs to be before there were hashtags merch i'm gonna buy 10 10 items for everyone i know all the 10 oh, things <laughs> we'll have to create some yeah it's on the docket it's on the docket it's on the docket probably Once in the new year look. yeah yeah we'll see who knows all right friend. Good we're night. gonna end it here good night good night bye good night. oh she's gone she's gone love her <laughs> angel <laughs>